Hi, it's Pete Norstead here and welcome to week 19 of the Trade On Sports and Focused on Football Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, we're all good. Thanks, mate. Uh, just taking a bit of a break from wrapping all those presents and uh, I think we've got a bit of value today, haven't we, for the listeners? Yeah, I, th- I think we have. It's, it, I, th- I still think it's... Well, we, we, we shall see, won't we? We shall. It, it'll. I mean, I was disappointed with my. I only had one selection this weekend. Spurs scratch, not to be. I'm afraid. Disappointing, disappointing. I'm very surprised that Mourinho seemed to be outtacted by uh, by his uh, apprentice, Mr. Lampard. But uh, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get back to winning ways this week. Yeah. Right. Let's start with uh, the uh, lunchtime game. Spurs against Brighton. Uh, Reese Nethead. Spurs one two. There's been no draws. Brighton one naught. At home to mid-table side, Spurs have got a reasonable record. 1-7 drawn, one loss, two, and they're coming uh, off that previously mentioned 2-0 defeat. At home to Chelsea, coming up against the Brighton half, who, uh, Brighton side, who against the top half side, fairly poor. 1-1 drawn, three loss, six, coming off a, a 1-0 defeat at home to Sheffield United. And we said, didn't we, Sheffield United were their sort of value, but we didn't think they'd win the game, and, and they did. It, incredible, really. Spurs won four of the last seven home matches. Brighton lost four of the last six away. When top-half sides have hosted mid-table sides on the minus-one handicap, there's been 125 games, 50 have been wins for the home, 28 pushes and 47 away wins. Minus one goal, this has moved in from minus one and a quarter. I think Spurs are, 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 are a little bit of value, minus one goal. I wouldn't disagree at all, Pete. I mean, in many ways, since that defeat against Chelsea, you, you can kind of see why the lines move. Because as you said last week, Brighton are performing really well against the better teams. I mean, they won at Arsenal. Uh, they've had some narrow defeats against some of the better teams. But however... You've got to reiterate the fact that Brighton have only won seven of their 47 Premier League away games. They've only drawn 11 and they've lost 29. So the chances of them winning this game are slim. I know we said that away at Arsenal, but this is a Spurs team who will definitely be motivated after the events on Sunday, both on and off the pitch at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They'll be looking to put things right. The only thing that sort of really stops me from backing them here, Pete, minus one, is the fact this is the early game on Boxing Day. Now, I'm not saying that the players are going to have a a Christmas Day hangover, but there's often quite a strange atmosphere in these early kickoffs. Public transport isn't the best on Boxing Day. People often late getting to the games, taking the seats. So often these games are slow burners. Definitely, if I was going to bet this game, though, it would be Spurs minus one. Interesting looking... um... Stats and fixtures for the next one. Villa against Norwich, two promoted sides, minus quarter of the line. Villa at home this year, 1-3, drawn two, lost four. Coming off a, a very poor 3-1 defeat at home to Southampton. Norwich's away form, again, poor. 1-1, drawn two, lost six. Coming off a 2-1 defeat at home to Wolves. Villa, they've lost their last four Premier League matches. They look to be in trouble. Norwich lost three of their last four. So both teams in very poor form. Interestingly, this time of year, promoted against promoted, Last five seasons, there's been 13 matches, 10 of which the home side have won, two draws, one away. And indeed, my ratings are suggesting some good value Villa, but they are in this poor run of form. They are. Um, the line opened at minus a half. Um, it's trended down to minus a quarter. And I think that's all on the back of Villa's defeat at home to Southampton, which we kind of touched on, didn't we, Pete? Yeah, yeah. That, that we thought that might happen. So is this movement in the line an overreaction? Because everybody knows Southampton are a better team on the road than at home. 
So are we getting extra quarter of a goal value here with Villa um, just based on that? Because Norwich lost to Wolves, as was expected. Wolves were a, a minus half a goal favourite. So although I wasn't overly keen on them, I know you quite liked Wolves, didn't you, at the weekend? Yeah. And so nothing that happened at the weekend comes as any surprise, yet there's been a quarter of a goal line movement. If I was going to bet this game, which I probably aren't, it would definitely be the Villa minus a quarter. And with the goal line set at three, and I think the way Norwich games on the road have trended, I think I would lean to the under as well. But uh, it's not really a game I'm overly excited about, I think. Bournemouth against Arsenal, uh, plus half a goal for Bournemouth here. Uh, Reese Netheads, Bournemouth are 1-1, there's been one draw, Arsenal 1-2. A home to mid-table sides, Bournemouth's records, reasonable 1-4, drawn 3, lost 3. They're coming off a 1-0 defeat at home to, to Burnley. And indeed, Bournemouth are in some poor form. They've lost six of their last seven Premier League matches. Arsenal away at mid-table sides, again, very poor really. 1-2, drawn 3, lost 5, come off a 0-0 draw away. Everton, Arsenal, they're themselves poor run. They've only just one of their last 10 Premier League matches. When you look at mid-table against mid-table, last five seasons, this time of year when the plus half a goal, 80 home wins, 30 away wins. And my race is suggesting the value is good for Bournemouth. This could be one of my bets of the week. Mm, not scared of the new manager, theory. No, with that. no. No, no, no. <laughs> In this instance, it probably wouldn't put me off, to be honest. I, I mean, I'm more attracted to the, the goal line. It opened at three and a quarter. I really like the under at that level. And it, it sort of smacks of last weekend with Watford and Man United. And I swerved away from it because I'd missed the best of the number. I actually ended up not placing the bet and we would have had a winner. I still like the under three goals here. And I'll tell you why, Pete. Arsenal struggle away from home. They, they struggle... To sort of because they've not got the best midfield you'll ever see in the Premier League, they struggle to get a foothold in games where the opposition come at them and are relentless. And we know this Bournemouth side, they are good at home. They do have more of a goal threat than Everton because I actually think Everton are a reasonably poor side, to be honest. Yet they swamped Arsenal at times at the weekend. The only problem is, though, as you say, Bournemouth are in some really poor form. They've got one win in the last seven. They've lost six of those. So if you're going to back Bournemouth here, you're really taking, a, I think, a bit of a leap of faith. So if I was going to bet this game, it would be the under three goals. Interesting game next. London derby, Palace against West Ham. Minus a quarter of a goal, the handicap. I think these recent heads says it all. Uh, Palace 1 0, there's been two draws, West Ham 1 3. Uh, home to bottom half sides, Palace's record's good 1 6, drawn 3, lost 1. Coming off a, a 1 0 defeat away at Newcastle. West Ham uh, rested, uh, didn't play this weekend. Uh, at home to mid table sides, 1 4, drawn 2, lost 4. The last time they played was a 1 0 victory away at Southampton. Palace, they've lost three of their last five home games, which shows you how mixed they are. West Ham lost five of their last seven Premier League matches, so both sides in a little bit of weak form. Mid-table against bottom half sides, again, this is not much here, 58 home wins, 47 draws, 44 away wins. My ratings are suggesting good value Palace, but again, I think that the head-to-heads sum this up. Yeah, definitely, Pete. And I've dug a little bit deeper. The last 15 meetings of the sides in Premier League and Championship game since uh, October 2011 there's only been three home wins so although 
I wanted to back Palace minus a quarter as soon as I saw this line. The fact that the home team, when these sides meet, and don't forget, this is a derby, they've only won three of 15, means I can't back Palace. Now, I do think I found an entry point into this game, and I really like the under. There's been only 15 total goals in the nine Premier League games at Sellers Park this season. West Ham have only scored eight times away from home. And I, I kind of know how this game's going to pan out. It's going to be reasonably tactical from Hodgson. And when Pellegrini takes his team away to sides in the bottom half of the table, under two and a half goals, is 11 and five. So we have this perception of West Ham being a side that are involved in games with lots of goals. Well, in this spot, away from home against bottom half tides, it's not really the case. So, yeah, I'm going to take a bit of the under two and a half goals, Pete. I really like this one. Chelsea Southampton next, minus one and a half, the handicap. Uh, Chelsea won two. Uh, there's been two draws. Southampton won one of the recent head to heads. Uh, home to bottom six size, Chelsea's record's reasonable. One six drawn, two lost, two with three matches being won by two or more. They're coming off a very good 2 0 victory away at Spurs. Southampton away at top six sides, one one drawn, three lost, six of which four were lost by two or more goals. Coming off a good 3 1 victory away at Villa. Chelsea lost two of the last three at home. Uh, I don't know if we'll read much into that. And uh, Southampton, they've won three of the last five Premier League matches. Southampton in a little bit of form. Top six against bottom six, minus one and a half goals. There's been 70 matches of which uh, the handicap has been covered 28 times by the home team and 42 times by the away side. My race is suggesting reasonable value, um, Southampton here, and I think they look reasonable, plus one and a half goals. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea in this spot, home to bottom six sides, they've won 24 of the last 32 games. But interestingly, this season, they've already lost in this situation twice to both Bournemouth and West Ham. So that in itself tells you how inconsistent this Chelsea side is. So, I mean, if I was looking to bet this game, Pete, I'd probably be leaning with you on the uh, on uh, Southampton plus one and a half. Interestingly, last six away games, Southampton, yes, on both teams to scores landed. Over two and a half goals have gone five and one. So, the normal thing that happens when a side will go to Chelsea or one of the lower teams go to one of the top six sides is they look to try and set up quite defensively. Well, we, we know this Southampton side under Hassan Hootel isn't really built like that. They're quite an open and expressive side. So I'm going to lean to the away team, plus one and a half. Um, but on the goal market, I'm not really sure. So I'm leaving it well alone. This next game sort of worries me in a little bit. Uh, Everton against Burnley. Uh, Everton minus three quarters of a goal. They won three of the last four head-to-heads. Burnley won the other one. At home to mid-table sides, Everton's record reads 1-4, drawn four, lost two. They cut off that 0-0 draw at home to Arsenal. Burnley away at bottom half sides, 1-5, drawn three, lost two. So it's a reasonable record and they're coming off a good 1-0 victory away at Bournemouth. Everton, they've lost just one of their last five home matches. Burnley, though, they're in reasonable away form. They've won two of their last three away. When we look at bottom half sides hosting mid-table sides on the minus three-quarters handicap, 149 goals, 21 have been won by two or more goals by the home side, 37 by one goal, and there's been 91 times out of 149 the away side have covered the handicap. And here, my rating suggesting that there is value Burnley, but I think I'm going to just leave this one alone this time. Really? Hmm. Oh, I thought that would be now. I thought it'd be in capital letters. This one, yeah. Pete. 
Um, uh, it's it's not, um, not, not massive value here, I, I don't think, either. Is that just because of the recent results for Everton? No, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I actually don't think Everton are very good. Uh, I think the amount of attacking threat they possess is, is pretty minimal. And if teams look to shut them down, um, which Sean Dash will look to do in terms of he will be pragmatic first, he will look to minimise the opportunities that Everton can create before they look to create their own. I think Burnley are in a, a really good spot here. I mean, Everton, was it 5-4-9 overall, but they've only achieved two of those wins by two clear goals. Mm. So mm. that's what you'd need if you were if you were back in Everton. And I was very interested to listen to Duncan Ferguson last Saturday after the game against Arsenal. Um, this is Ancelotti's first game, and you'd expect in the usual circumstances for a really big effort from the Everton players. But Ferguson was saying how exhausted they were and that they were running on empty in the final 20 minutes against Arsenal. Because let's not forget, as well as the Premier League games Everton have played recently, they've also had that big Carabao Cup game against Leicester, which went very deep into the game before they lost. So they shouldn't be laying over half a goal here for me. Burnley were a very organised side. Ancelotti hasn't had a lot of time to get his message across. I mean, what is it today? Yeah. I believe he was, he was taking over today in terms of the training ground. Well, you're not going to get much work done over the next couple of days. So, yeah, my better the week, but mate, Burnley plus three quarters. Yeah, when you look at that, the, the basic stats, the risk versus reward is quite good, isn't it? It is, because I look through that Everton side and I don't really see huge amounts of goal threat. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing Burnley to Manchester City or Barcelona, but we know that Dyche is very tactical, we'll have them organised, they're excellent at time-wasting and all that sort of thing. Burnley may lose this game, they've lost this game previously, but as you say, risk-reward, it's a great bet, I think. Sheffield United, Watford next. Uh, Sheffield United minus half a goal. Uh, recent home form, 1-4, drawn one, lost four. Come off a very good 1-0 victory away at Brighton. Watford away at promoted sides, 1-5, drawn one, lost four. Coming off a much-needed 2-0 victory at home to uh, Manchester United. Sheffield, they've won their last three Premier League matches in some great form, really. And, and uh, Watford, they've lost their last three away games. Uh, promoted against bottom six uh, this time of year, minus half a goal over the last five seasons, 13 uh, times the home team have covered it, 10 times the away team. My racing suggesting value, Sheffield United, but I'm going to leave this alone. My thoughts are, Pete, that there's value at Watford, plus half a goal, but obviously the regular listeners will know that I can't really get involved in this. Um, I mean, it's trending towards Sheffield United minus three quarters. You never know. We might see that as the prevailing market line by the kickoff time. And at that price point, you've got to take Watford. But on this current line of minus a half, United are only 7 and 11 this season. It appears that Watford have been given a bit of a bounce by Nigel Pearson taking over. And Watford, last five and a bit seasons, last 12 trips to newly promoted sides, they've gone 5, 2, and 5. So, you know, registering at 7 and 5 on this half a goal line. The, the value for me is all with Watford here because we've seen previously where Sheffield United have suddenly been priced up as half a goal favourites and they let you down like they did the other week against Newcastle. So whether you back it now or wait to see if you can get plus three quarters um, on game day, it's definitely the side to take. But as regular listeners know, I won't be betting this one. 
This is an interesting game. Man United, Newcastle. The, the lines move from minus one and a quarter to minus one and a half. And this is after United losing 2-0 away at Watford and, and Newcastle winning 1-0 at home to Palace. Man United at home to mid-table sides, 1-8, drawn two, lost naught. Newcastle away at top half, 1-4, drawn one, lost five. Indeed, well, head-to-head, certainly with United, they've won three. There's been one draw, Newcastle not one. United unbeaten in seven at home, so they're reasonable home form. Newcastle won three of their last four Premier League matches, so they're in some decent form. Um, top half against mid-table um, uh, this time of year, 125 matches. The home team have covered the handicap 50 times, the away team 75. I think there's some great value here with Newcastle. They've done as well away from home this year, and I'm going to go with them again. Yeah, it's a bit of a shock that the, the lines trended to uh, minus one and a half. Actually, I've done all of my stats on minus one and a quarter. Um my final summing up was that I don't think Newcastle have enough value going forward um, to receive anything less than one and a half. But now we're there, I might have to rethink a little bit. Now, if we just backtrack to, to Sunday, just when you start thinking United have turned a corner, they throw in a performance like that and literally De Gea throws one in himself. And and it makes you wonder how much they want Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to continue in charge because I don't sense you can put a performance like they did in yesterday, if you're fully behind the manager. They've gone 10-3-1, though, United at Old Trafford against Newcastle. For me, this has to be Newcastle or pass. Um, Now it's trended to minus one and a half. I might get involved with a bit of Newcastle. I might do a little bit more digging. But, I mean, I don't know who's backing this United side, Pete, at minus one and a half. No, it's a a strange one. Uh, Next up, Leicester against Liverpool, the match of the weekend. Um, line is plus half a goal, Leicester. Recent head to heads, Leicester 1 2, Liverpool 1 3. A home to top six size, Leicester's record's reasonable. 1 5, drawn 2, lost 3, come off a 3 1 defeat away at City. Liverpool away at top six sides, 1 2, drawn 4, lost 4. It's not brilliant, but they're coming off that last time they played was 2 0 uh, victory over Watford at home. Both teams are in good form. Leicester, they've won seven of their last eight home. Liverpool won 11 of the last 12 away. Top six against top six this time of uh, of year, last five seasons, plus half a goal. Home team have covered it 34 times, the away 11 times. Despite this, those stats, top six, top six, my race is just in some very good value, Liverpool. I'm just not going to back them by a minus half a goal. Again, I'm a little bit surprised there, Pete, but your ratings are suggesting that. For me, all the risk is back in Liverpool here, minus a half a goal. I mean, open minus a quarter, but money's piled in for Liverpool and it shifted to minus a half on the back of that Leicester loss that the Etihad on Saturday evening. But I don't think it was any sort of particularly poor performance from Leicester. I thought it almost reaffirmed that they can go toe-to-toe with the best in the league. And and who really knows what, what it's taken out of Liverpool going out to Qatar and back. They've played two games, they've had illness in the camp, and if they're not fully firing, then they can they can lose this game. Not even just draw it, they can lose this game. That said, if you're taking Leicester here, you are basically opposing Liverpool on a, on a line where they've gone 16-1 this season. Now, I, I'm not sure I can do that. It doesn't sound a sensible option if you're going to oppose a, a bet that's come in 16 out of the last 17 times. On the goal line, two and three quarters. I lean to the over. 
Um, there's only been two games, both for Leicester, where these sides haven't scored this season. They, sc- they both scored in the game earlier in the season when the sides met at Anfield. I like a little bit of the over, but with it at two and three quarters, it wouldn't be for large stakes. Mm, I think this is going to be a good game as well. I think it's going to be it's, a good, good game to watch. It's going to be fantastic because the, the two sides, and Liverpool, Liverpool will play the way Liverpool play. They won't be scared of Vardy on the break. And I think you'll see quite a lot of times where Leicester look to hit Liverpool on the break. And you might just see Vardy one-on-one with Van Dijk. And yeah, I think it's going to be a cracking game, Pete. Finally, on the Friday, Wolves against Man City. Last season, it was a draw. Wolves at home to top six sides. 1-3, drawn one, lost two. Come off a 2-1 victory away at uh, Norwich. Man City away at top six sides. Good record. 1-6, drawn one, lost three. Come off a 3-1 victory at home to Leicester. Wolves, they've only lost two of their last 17 home games. Really strong and good, solid record there. City, they won four of their last six away. Top six against top six. Um, 23 home wins, 11 draws, 11 away wins, of which four were won by two or more goals. My race is suggesting there's value. Wolves here, and I think they're going to be fairly resilient. I just, just again, again, this isn't for me. I can see why it's not for you, Pete. I mean, Wolves, since the start, sorry, since they came into the Premier League at the beginning of last season, they've lost seven games at home. So they can lose on home soil. Five of those seven defeats have come by two or more goals. And if you look through the list of teams that have beaten them, it's not always the best team. So they can lose and lose convincingly on home soil to anybody. So if you're going to try and t- tell me that Man City can't go there and do the number on them and, and win this game comfortably, I'm not going to believe you. What I would say is, though, Wolves won 2-0 at the Etihad earlier this season on that Sunday afternoon, so they'll be confident they can get something from this game. And sometimes when teams play the, the, the real elite teams, that's all they need. They have the ability to do it, but they need the confidence. So the fact that Wolves have already beaten them this season should see them coming into this game with no fear. And this is the standalone game, the Friday night game, probably one of the few things that's going on in the world this Friday night. So there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this. There's going to be a bouncing atmosphere at Molyneux. And I tell you what, I've got a small lead to Wolves plus one and a quarter. But I tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if they won this game outright. And I think you can get that at about seven to one at the moment, Pete. I think it'll probably go either one or two ways. It'll be really close and Wolves might nick it or Man City might run away with it. Well, I think, as we've seen, there's been some good value around it. It's, it's going to be... It's, it's hard to really sort of, you know, pinpoint all this, really. I, I'm going to go Spurs minus one goal against Brighton. I don't see Brighton winning this game. I... I uh, they have played well, Brian, but I can see Spurs making an amends, and I can see I can see a bit a push at the worst here. I'm also it worries me the the negativity against Arsenal, and I, and I think I'm going to leave that one uh, uh, alone. I have you know the Chelsea Southampton game again. I, you know there's good value Southampton. Chelsea have been good for us at home this year, and we've opposed them. I, I'm going to leave this one again. I'm also going to, like you said, the Burnley risk versus reward. That's pretty good, but I'm going to leave that one again as well. I'm going to go Newcastle plus one and a half goals at Manchester United. I think that looks that looks a reasonable bet, and I think that's going to do me then. This 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 just those two bets. Crikey, you're like an English opening batsman, Pete. You're leaving everything. Yeah, um, I, 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 <laughs> I don't blame you. There's a lot of tempting prices. Out yeah, there. I, I, some weeks. 
I, I'm, I'm sort of tempted as well by Aston Villa at home to Norwich minus a quarter. The, the actual promoted against promoted size this time of year is very strong, but I don't know. Hmm. I, I, I share your pain that there is a lot, and I've put a big squiggle through where it says back Watford plus half a goal. I, I can't do that, especially to our Sheffield United listening fans who received some emails this week pleading with me not to get involved in their games because they're at fifth in the league table and they're convinced that as soon as I start putting back £2.50 on them that they're going to lose. So what I'm going to do this week, two bets, back Burnley plus three quarters of a goal and back the under two and a half goals at Sellers Park between Crystal Palace and West Ham United. Excellent. Right, well, that does it for for this uh, session. Uh, we will be back. Where, where are we? What day is it? Yeah, well... We'll be back up next Saturday morning. So what's going to happen? The podcast will be released Saturday morning in time for Saturday's kickoff. So what's happening, as soon as the Wolves game finishes, that's on the Friday night, we'll do a podcast Saturday morning. You'll have the Saturday and Sunday matches and then we'll do another podcast uh, this time next week. So have a good Christmas, everybody, and we shall speak to you Friday. Happy Christmas, everybody, and best of luck.